tonight is an, a very special night. Tonight we are making you aware, opening our eyes to see the things that we do as a church, the things that you do and I do together as a church outside the four walls of this church. And we want to do so much more than we already do. But how many of you know there's so many things that you can give to right now? There's so many appeals going out, disasters, floods, this, that. But sometimes you just got to bring it down and say, okay, these things here, we can make a difference in these things. Amen. And at least if we start with these things, we can make a difference in Jesus' name. Acts 1.8 says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses here, right here in Tugra, and then out into your schools, into your workplaces, into the places that you touch, and then maybe we'll send people out further to other parts of Australia, and then we'll send people across the water, like Tash just did, to India, to other parts of the nation and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what a church does. That's what a church is aware of. The ch- a local church is not just aware of us in our little backyard, but we see the whole picture of the whole globe. And beyond, the initiative that we have is our missions initiative is exactly that, beyond the four walls of this church. Amen? Is that good? And the, one of the ways that we do this as a C3 movement, now you just saw Pastor Phil, he's the president, the head of our our boss of the whole C3 movement, one of the ways we do this is that we have a 2020 vision that we want to plant 1,000 churches. And he'll talk to you about this right now. But this is one of the ways we do it. We go into communities where there are no churches and then we plant churches. And then out of those churches, we, we do beyond initiatives where we go out into the community from that church. Just have a look at Pastor Phil and he'll explain to you what a 2020 vision is for C3. Christian City Church, these are the most exciting times in the history of our movement. God has called us to plant churches all around the world. As soon as we said, I will build a church, we were doing exactly what Jesus said he would do when he was here on earth. This is an hour for us to become larger. We need to become bigger people for his bigger vision. I remember when we first started, we only had two regions. We now have seven. By the year 2020, we will have 15 regions. We're going to see a thousand churches planted by the year 2020. Right now, our most immediate goal is 250 churches. And we will do that as we make a deep commitment on the inside and make sure that we are planting churches throughout the world. Right now in Australia, the average size Christian City Church congregation is 450 people. We are moving rapidly towards accomplishing that goal of having an average congregation size of 500 members each. And this is going to be like this all around the world. 
I'm believing God that the devil is bound and that Jesus is risen from the dead to build his church, expand his people, and raise up a generation of young men and young women who will take us into the future. The greatest churches yet to be made are being born right now in the hearts and the vision of young men and young women. I'm praying for it, and I'm agreeing with God that we're going to see a massive move of the Holy Spirit building our congregations so that we are going to fill the stadiums of this world. I see thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming into the house of God. We are heading into the greatest revival we have ever seen. This is an hour when the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God. We will see ourselves fulfilling the 2020 vision and more. We are spirit-powered, connect-driven churches. C3 Churches, we're heading for the 2020 vision. It's pretty good. And so just this week, we, we now have 250 churches now. We've hit that goal of 250 churches uh, in the world right now. And just this week, there were five churches planted in Papua New Guinea. Just this week. Amen. One of the initiatives that we support... Oh, one of the... That was just getting up. Come on, come on, come on. How's my... Oh, thanks. One of the initiatives that we support um, as far as getting this vision out is a church in Kitkum in Africa. And Pastor Phil's going to come and share with us how we support a ministry within that church to get the Beyond Initiative out into Africa. Amen. Oh, yeah. And it's these people's money that does that. Uganda's been decimated by guerrilla warfare and um, oppressive, um, what is it, uh, j- just this rebel army uh, for 20 years. And I won't even go into the details what that's done to families, men and women. And um, They've... they've They've gone. They've toddled off. Somehow by an intervention of God, but other means and ways, they have left the vicinity of North Uganda, at least. This radio station is in North Uganda. Um, And Garth's been there. Garth Ball, who's up at Gateway Church right now, one of our great young guys. He's actually been there. He's interviewed them. He's seen the radio station. We've got photos. Ah, there's. we can see it tonight. We couldn't see it this morning. This is... Peace Radio. This is called Peace Radio. Yep, that's the church, and uh, that's the um, whew, that's the antenna. And now, listen, guys, this radio station is uh, sending out godly messages of faith, hope, and love to a broken people, a people that have been decimated in their minds, their hearts. They have been totaled by by persecution and just terrible stuff. The Word of God's going out. Who believes that the Word of God is a healing Word? It, it does give a future and a hope, but it brings faith, hope, and love to a broken heart. This Word, now listen, guys, if you wanted to invest in something and anything, a lot of us already have signed off on this because this was brought to the church some months ago, Julie, and a lot of us are on target with a pledge to support Peace Radio. We, this church, are partnering with this endeavor um, and they believe, actually, they're not like us Westerners where we say community and go, oh, yeah, that, that, we, I drive through a community. No, this guy who runs this, he calls us brothers and sisters. He looks you in the eye and he calls brothers and sisters. And he says, together we stand, divided we fall. That's him there. 
Now, this guy, we've got an incredible um, David Livingston, is it? Yeah. He, he says to our church, our church have partnered with him with this initiative of this radio station to send out this word of God, godly messages to not only northern Uganda, but also southern Sudan. Now, southern Sudan, I don't know if you know, but there's people trafficking and um, there's a famous tree where people would meet and you would buy, you could actually buy a soul. $10 would, could buy someone out of captivity. Imagine that. Who's got $10 tonight to buy someone out of captivity? And they actually, when they, when they buy that person, it's all done prim and proper. They actually fingerprint them and, and, and then they sign them over. It's all done quite respectively, but you can meet under a big tree and actually buy someone out of slavery, out of captivity, where these people are brutalized and terribly downtrodden. And, and that's, an, that's another that's another thing we'd like to join with. But this radio station, listen to me, it goes out to hundreds of thousands of people. That means every dollar that you sow into Peace Radio, it has a huge effect to hundreds of thousands of people. Guys, big people, big vision. If you want to get out of your small little life, if you want to get out of the smallness of your dilemma called life, you need to partner with things like this. This will revolutionize your life. If, if just your life being contained into the, just the smallness of life, men, this is the stuff that you need to connect with. And look, whatever you can give to it, $10, $20, $50 uh, on a regular occurrence, man, because I think we've pledged $10,000, Luke. Is that right? I think we've pledged $10,000 to give them by the end of this financial year and because uh, the radio station is in dire need of repairs and maintenance. And uh, am, I, am I speaking all right? Is, is that cool? Radio waves going out where they listen around as families and listen to the transistor radio and they listen to the Word of God. They listen to the stories and they go, my God, my God, wow, that shh, bang. And, and it's all possible because of people like us who are partnering with them. That's called Peace Radio. Say Peace Radio. Say it again. Amen. We pray for Peace Radio right now. And we pray, Lord God, that we would have a heart for Peace Radio to go out through northern Uganda and southern Sudan, Lord, to release the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted, to release faith, hope, and love, to give them a future and a hope. Let our dollars represent people's lives changed, transformed, healed, set free in Jesus' name. Lord, just one dollar can send airways across and into the hearts of broken families, men and women. We pray, God, that every dollar we sow tonight into every everything that we, Lord, are given as a burden unto our heart would reap a harvest in Jesus' name. I pray. Thanks, Jules. And so later on tonight, you'll have a chance if you want to be a part of Peace Radio. You'll see on your giving envelopes, there are little boxes. And there's actually a little box there for Peace Radio. And there's a Peace Radio pledge. And you can just put how much you want to pledge. If you, you might want to pledge like $10 a week or something. You can put $10 a week. I pledge $10 a week to Peace Radio. And then every week, just put it in your little envelope and tick Peace Radio on there and then every week that'll go into an account that we can send to Africa isn't that amazing and who's excited about that let's give the Lord a hand oh yeah I love it I love it one of the most beautiful things that we do as a church and and it's part of our heart is the initiative of getting into our local community 
and helping the needs in our local community. And there is a part of my heart and the heart of many people in this church where we want to reach more and more and more into the local community and really feed the poor and help people that are needy and clothe those without clothing. Lord, we need to do that. We need to do it as a church. We need to do it as a people. And this scripture says this in Isaiah 58, 6 to 7. Is, it not, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do you know that the man sleeping in the street tonight is your own flesh and blood. Because he was made in the image of God just like you. And he is your brother and she is your sister. And we have Ali Thompson uh, goes out. Come down, Ali, and meet Ali. Yeah. Don't you love people with hearts like Ali Thompson who just say... Whatever it takes, I have to get in amongst these people that are hurting and I need to do something about it. There's a man that's just taken up residence on Tugra Strait in the bus stop. He's there every night now. And we just, and Pastor Phil said to me, um, there he is again. I said, well, when are you going to go and say hello? Because that's your brother in that shelter. Amen. And you might just say, oh, no one should live like that in Australia. We all get welfare. He's probably drunk and he's got himself there. It's his own fault. You know what? These people, a lot of the people that live in the streets are people that come from terrible situations, terrible situations, and all they can do is drink to numb the pain in their lives. And if someone can get to that pain, they don't need alcohol anymore. They can get their lives together. They can get jobs. And people like Ali and her team go in. And Ali, just tell us where you go. You go, go into Gosford. We're going to. Is that, is that turned on? We're going to the Donison Street restaurant in yeah. Gosford. Yeah, and that's set up by a company, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And they actually get volunteers from different places, different churches to go. So Ali takes a team in once a month. Uh, into this restaurant. Yeah. You go collect the food. Mm-hmm. Okay. We pay for the food as a church, so it costs a hundred dollars a month. Every time she goes in once a month, she can go in more if we, she had more money. Mm-hmm. But we do it once a month because of finances. Hundred dollars. She goes and she buys the food. <laughs> yeah. These are the guys in the in the kitchen. Then they go into the kitchen. And they cook all the food, they sit down, they have cups of tea with the people that come in off the streets. We're talking about homeless people. They talk to homeless people, they pray with them, they're able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. There's Dave Ward and Nick. Look at them, out there doing it. And there's a gentleman, obviously, that they help. (laughs) Who is that? Oh! He's not here tonight. Don't tell him. Dave, Pastor Julie called you a bum. No, it's not. It looks like a terrible photo of Dave. Anyway. So 
Ellie. Look, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> she thinks it's funny. <laughs> so, Ellie, and then you feed these people, is that right? Yeah. And with your team that goes with you, yeah. you feed the people and you're building relationships with these people yes, in the hope that you can help them. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're serving food to a person, you're looking into the eyes of someone that's just obviously totally in pain and in, in a destitute place? What does it feel like inside of you? What does Jesus inside you feel like? I just, to me, I just want to reach out and hug them and love them. And but they're smelly. Does well, it bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And to me, I just, I just feel such empathy for them yeah. because I know that there's only a line between us and them. Amen. You know, therefore the grace of God go on. Amen. And so you true. know what Pastor Phil said earlier about stepping outside of our box. Yeah. Because yeah. we all live in such a comfortable life and we take everything for granted. Yeah. But these people have got stories. Yeah. We had this guy once that was visiting our church and he was a homeless guy and um, a beautiful guy. We really, really loved this guy, but he just really, really was, uh, had an unusual odour. And so we just used to have to put fans in certain places in the room so that he could sit there and, and be okay with everyone else. But we weren't about to say, you can't come into this church, amen. And this really posh lady was in our church one day. She was one of the millionaires from the local area. She came to check our church out. And she was looking around with her nose in the air like this, looking at the people. And she said, oh, Brian Houston, he reaches out to, you know, the more upmarket people, doesn't he? And I've checked that out. And such and such reaches out to these kind of people. What kind of people do you reach out to? And just then this homeless guy just walks straight past all the flies following him. <laughs> <laughs> and he could just knock you out the smell. And I said, oh, we reach out to people somewhere between you and him. <laughs> and I just thought that was beautiful and then a couple of weeks later we were doing water baptisms in a little pool uh, out here on the property a little swimming pool we were water baptising people and of course he wanted to be water baptised and he went in and I think it's probably the first bath he'd had in a couple of years but he had a good bath in the waters of baptism and came up and said he was set free and God touched him and we haven't seen him on the streets since and I think he's gone back to live in a house and God's good, amen and so, Ali, what you need most of all, I know that we need, the, we need people to support Ali, and we haven't got a box right now on our giving envelope because this is a new initiative with uh, feeding the poor. But if you want to give to Ali to that, it's $100 a month. So $10 a week, yeah. Whatever. 10 yeah. people, yeah. we got it covered. Mm. That's nothing. Yeah. And you can just write feeding the poor at the bottom of the envelope and then just put the amount that you're going to pledge to that. Mm. $10 a month, 10 people. So yep. that means like $2.50 a week. Yep. That's like not even a McDonald's burger. That's ridiculous. Yep. Let's not get the thick shape tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and get you know feed a homeless person. Yeah, This is ridiculous. But what you need, you need those finances. We yep. need those finances, but we also need help. Volunteers. We need volunteers. If you're willing to go on a roster, to go and help these people, you don't have to go every month. No. 
as long as Ali's got some people she can work with to say, you know, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to be there. It's not scary, is it, no, Ali? it's not scary. No, it's not scary. These people are beautiful human beings that really appreciate being That's, fed. They are so and I, and I think the ladies, there's some ladies nodding here that go with you already. And so after the service, we're going to have a table at the back with Ali there and you can go up and you can talk to Ali, put your name down and say, Ali, I want to be a part of that roster where you go help people. Is that great? Let's just give Ali a hand and we appreciate you, Ali. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Isn't that wonderful? Ah, So who loves that? That's great, isn't it? It's so good. Now, another initiative that we uh, do in this church is called Camp Works, and then there's another one called Big Noise. Let's have a look at James 127, because we're talking about children now. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Camp Works is a government-funded branch of prison fellowship. It's not government funded. It's C3 Tugra funded. Okay. The corporation that was supporting Camp Works has pulled out and now it's back to the church to support this branch of prison fellowship. For children, this is for children with one or both parents in prison. I don't know. I watched this show the other day. You know how sometimes just flicking through and... um, and, and this, this, you know, because we've got Foxtel, and sometimes some unusual things. I wonder what that, that show is there. And it's like um, Kids of Killers. That could be interesting. So I just pressed that, and it was about kids whose parents were murderers and how it affected the children at school and whatever. Like these were, these were kids of, uh, you know, multi-murderers. What do you call them? Serial killers. But I was thinking about that when I was thinking about Camp Works. And these children, imagine apart from what they have to put up with when their parents are in prison being passed around to different people who don't really don't want them. And then putting up with when their parents are around or one parent being around, the kind of um, dysfunctionalism that must be in their lives. But then they have to go to school. And the kids at school know your mum's a murderer, your dad's a thief, they're in prison. You know, or like the stigma that's attached to that. These kids, Tim and Louise, they are at the back right now. Can you just run down here, Tim and Louise, and let people have a look at your beautiful faces? Because honestly, they deserve honour. They don't want to be seen. They hide away. Look at them. Come on down. I mean, hey, oh, it's all right, we'll use this one. I take my hat off to these guys, honestly. Uh, as long as we have known them, they have sown their lives, not just into our church, which they do, but into the lives of children. And I mean, Tim, you are absolutely amazing at what you do with children. I've watched him, he's just amazing. Louise is amazing. They get these kids that have one or both parents in prison and they take them on these camps called Camp Works and they spend a week with them, sowing into their lives daily. They take a team with them. My daughters are often on that team and they sow into these lives and we see these lives going from hard, cold, indifferent 
shut down human beings to loving children who even receive hugs and smiles and they write letters to them during the year, they follow them up, they follow them up in their schools, they follow them up in their homes, in their communities, and they have constant relationship with these kids right up until they're teenagers. That's right, isn't it? And this is an amazing initiative. Um, Great, guys, you're amazing. Let's give Tim and Louise a clap because I'm going to share more of what they do. But I wanted to, you to see their faces because I want you to go and see them after the service and say, hey, how can we help? Now, Camp Works is one thing. Financially, that needs help. But as far as workers go, they have to use professional people who are actually um, qualified in certain areas to go into those kind of situations. But this one that they do called Big Noise, you don't have to be qualified to help with this. You just have to be willing. Amen. You have to love kids and you have to love a lot of kids. So this is, you know, I've been, I've been to these, I've worked at these with Tim and Louise. Oh my gosh. And there's just like, sometimes they get a couple of hundred kids uh, for a, a whole week and the parents drop them off. Unsaved parents, they drop them off there and for a whole week they get to input into these children who would never walk into a church, probably never would hear scripture at school and they minister into those kids' lives. And by the end of the week, on the last day, after they've heard stories, they've played games, they've done crafts, oh, it's amazing. Kids love it. And at the end of the week, they say, now you've heard it, you've seen it. Is there anyone here that wants to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And just about every kid in that place puts their hand up, gets saved. And, and, and comes into the arms of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, suffer not the little children. Bring them unto me. Amen. And you know what happens? Those kids go home. They affect their home. The parents start to hear stories about Jesus. The children are having dreams. The parents are getting set free. Things are happening because Tim and Louise want to get right down the grassroots and help these kids. From the 4th to the 8th of July this year, we have a big noise happening. Yeah. And Tim and Louise desperately need help. Now, how can you help? You can help just by hanging with the kids, being with the kids. If you're good at craft, there's a craft section at a certain time of the day where they can tell you what time to be there so you can help with craft and things like that. If you're good with sports, there's a certain time of day where they do sports and they have football and all this kind of sports, outdoor activities. And then there's a certain time of day where they eat. And so if you're good at making sandwiches, amen, hundreds of them. Oh, yeah, I've been in that kitchen, man. It's crazy, isn't it, Lisa? Just sandwiches out, 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 out. Sandwiches, sandwiches, oranges, oranges, boxes of apples. Take them. And it's just amazing. And they feed them so well. They probably don't eat half as well at home. And then after a whole week of doing that, you're just going to feel like you, you're amazing. And when you, at the end of the week, when you've helped, even if you just serve some sandwiches, you're going to just say, my goodness, when you see those kids give their heart to Jesus and you've changed lives and you knew you were a part of it, in Jesus' name. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, Pauline, there's one big kid right there. Amen, amen, amen. Is that good? Let's give Tim and Louise another hand.
Another initiative that we have is in Wang High School, we have a, a chaplain called Vanessa. There she is, beautiful Vanessa. And the local Wyong District Christian Education Association hires her. In other words, the local churches of Wyong provide part of her wages and then there's government funding for chaplaincy that comes on with that. So we employ her two days a week and then the government employ her two days a week. So she gets to be in Wyong High four days a week because of the churches in Wyong. And so we're impacted. She tells me stories all the time. She sends me emails about kids that have been impacted. You wouldn't believe the stuff that these kids go through in Wyong High. When I've spoken to teachers and I've spoken to people in this area, what a lot of those kids live in and what they go through, they need help. And they need someone like Vanessa who's lived a pretty hard life herself and is not so far above them that she can't reach out to them. And she understands how they feel. She understands their pain. She understands what they're living in. She's been through it. She's been through abuse. She's been through all this stuff. And she looks at these kids in the eye with tears in her eyes. She says, I know what you're feeling. And the kids respond to her. Amen. We're going to go in and we're going to help. We're going to go in with an initiative of doing, I think, a breakfast or a barbecue. And we're going to feed the kids. How, how often is that, Haley? twice a term we're going in and we're doing breakfast barbecue breakfast we're going to feed the kids and build relationship with them we're going to support her and we're going to continue to support her so that's on your envelope as well in jesus name steve Whitten was here this morning and he is our thailand steve and ann Whitten are our thailand missionaries and he shared with us this morning the wonderful things they're doing this guy's a legend phil do you want to share a little bit about what steve's doing over there in Thailand, Stephen Ann. This is, this is amazing, this guy. Um, okay, so let's go back to 96 when the church was birthed. And um, I had a prophecy over me at Mount Annan. And they said, uh, you should go to Asia. And however way you can do that, do it. Carry someone's bags. Carry someone's bags means you follow someone over there uh, as, a, as a minister. You follow a minister over there and you just literally serve him. Because being a Christian is serving. That, that might be news to you, but actually being born again and saved is about serving. And so I said, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a senior minister. That, that's nothing. I mean, uh, I'll carry his bags. And this is the guy I carried the bags for. Steve Whitten went over to Thailand for my first time. I've been over three times. Andrew went over with us and Jilly went over with us. And, um, and who? Julie. Julie went over with us. That's right. And guess what? Guess what? Now, this guy, he laid his church down about eight years ago. Is that what he said? About seven, eight years ago, he laid his church down. He's resident in Thailand. He's learned the language. He's reaching out to youth. He's reaching out to the schools. They do, they do concerts. Um, they, they do dramas, productions. Um, they, they visit different churches. They, they help build a church, the, the church that we went to, actually, Andrew, uh, which was Hope Acts Church, yeah, Book of Acts Church. Uh, and they ha actually have literally pulled up stumps out of Newcastle. They're living in Thailand. He's come back only last week. And guess what? When he comes back here, he works for Newcastle Council for four or five weeks. He's like Paul, the Apostle Paul, who used to earn his way through ministry by sewing tents. This guy actually is employed right now. Stepped off the plane. Next day, started work with um, Newcastle. This guy is amazing steward. And like, okay, so 
ministers are supported. He is supported by, by missions. This guy carries like a little notepad around and everything he spends, he writes it down to be, to be accountable to everything he spends. And I thought as a, as a young minister, this is phenomenal. Everything he bought, he would write down to make sure at the end of the day that he was being a wise steward. So we've got no drama of supporting this man. Now, this is it. He has placed so much infrastructure in, in Thailand, it's ready to go off. He's looking at a two-story house on 11 acres. It's got rice paddies. He wants to start a Bible college. How much is the two-story house on 11 acres with rice paddies? How much is that house? Two million baht. That is $200,000. $200,000. Got 200000 Want to start a Bible college in Thailand? Two-story house, 11 acres, rice paddies to boot. And, um, and also, he wants to start a school. Korea is 50% saved. Over 50% of Koreans are saved. A massive revival for 30, 40 years went through Korea. And it's all because they started Christian schools. He has plans drawn up. He's an engineer by trade. He's got land earmarked. He's got plans to start a Christian school in Thailand. Thailand has only probably 2% of their, of their um, population saved. This guy, he is the real deal missionary. He came here this morning, and he's got thousands of stories. But listen, guys, as of this morning... I suggested to Garth that we need to send over teams over to him. He is a phenomenal man. You need to look, young people, get it in your spirit now. I see you going over. I see you going over. Marty, you're going over. You're going over. Dan Crouch, where is he? You're going over, son. You're going over. You can go over too, just because you need to. And, uh, but Marty, you're going over. And I see other young people going over as a team. Bridget, I'm, I see you going over, darling. And I see you going over as a team of about 8, 9, 10. And uh, you'll go over for 10 days. And uh, you need to raise a couple of thousand maybe. And we'll help you do that as a church. And uh, we'll get you over there. And you will be taken right out of the box of your own little world. And you will be expanded to be a world changer, a nation changer, a history maker. And uh, listen, guys, it's going to happen this year. Garth's going to talk to the youth more about that. But we're going to send one team over. Then we're going to send another team over. You'll go through orphanages where kids are literally thrown away on the tip. On the, on the tip. They're literally thrown away. Um, there's a, anyway, it's lots of stories. But come on. Yeah, when we went over, we went to visit an orphanage there that was an AIDS orphanage. Um, and there's a beautiful American Christian lady there who takes in AIDS babies. And these babies are literally just abandoned to die. And she goes and picks them up. And then she raises them. And many of them grow out of AIDS by the age of two because they actually don't have the full-blown disease. They just have, you know, something that's passed down from the mum and they can grow out of it by the age of two. And they came in when I was there and I'm watching these little babies and they bought a newborn baby that they just got out of the rubbish tip and they walked in the door with it. This baby, they pulled it out of the bin, wrapped it in a cloth and put it in my arms. I'm telling you, it'll break your heart. It'll just... I wanted to bring that baby home so badly. But, you know, it's, you know, because of AIDS and all that, you're not allowed. But, you know, when we sow into things like this, we are sowing into places that you maybe can never go. Some of us can go, but many of us can't. And tonight, 
All these things we've shared with you. All these things we've shared with you. I just want you to contemplate for a minute. As you just look at this envelope, think about, you know, what do I really want? This, all these, can we just have one house light on, please? On here, all these little areas here, there's Steve Whitten, Next Gen Ministries that I just shared is Thailand. Steve Whitten. Does anyone need more envelopes while we put your hand up? Pastor Phil needs one. And the ushers will come around. And maybe tonight you didn't come prepared to say, well, you know, I haven't got any money with me. Why don't you just make a pledge tonight and say, look, I'm, I, I think I can give $10 a week to that or $5 a week to this or, you know, I can cover $2.50 a week for feeding the poor. Sure, I can do that. And make a pledge tonight on these envelopes as Julie sings this song to us and then be faithful to that pledge. If you've already pledged to Peace Radio or you've made a pledge to any of these ministers before, please be faithful to your pledges and honour them so that we can keep doing the work of the ministry beyond the four walls of this church. Jules, I just wanted to say, a lot of people mightn't understand this, but in the, in the Bible it talks about seed, seed. And sometimes you haven't got the full-blown contribution you want to give to something. But we, we, call, we call this seed offering. It's like a seed that, that, that you plant into something and it grows. And tonight, whatever stirred your heart, if you feel like, man, I'd, li- I'd love to give to that. I'd love to give to Peace Radio. I'd love to give to the high school. I'd love to give to the alley feeding the poor. I'd love to give to those those things that have touched my heart. But man, trust me, just sow a seed. Find a seed. Find a seed and sow it into into that area. And say to the Lord, Lord, this is my seed. Help me. Help me be able to continue to sow seed into this mission field. And I, and I guarantee it will start to expand in your heart that obedient act. Don't go, I can't give to that. Gee whiz. And just shut the whole thing down. Just say, I, I will give. I will give something. I will plant a seed towards poor people. I will plant a seed towards the youth in the high school. I will sow a seed into Steve Whitten's ministries, reaching out to the youth and the, and, and, and the orphaned and and the poor, Lord, help me sow a seed tonight. Help me sow a seed with what you've given me, Lord God. Just listen to this scripture one more time. Jesus said when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Tonight, you may not be able to go, but you can send someone else to go. You can support someone else who's already in that field. And as Julie sings this song, why don't we just contemplate that and begin to fill out those envelopes and let Julie minister to us this beautiful song in Jesus' name.